This is the Grow and Learn podcast. I am Zorina. Welcome, everyone. Today, we're going to be speaking about standing out, about being confident, how to connect to your audience, especially if you're a coach and consultant. Today, I'm welcoming three times author on the subject and somebody with a 20-year year's experience on the subject of branding yourself and helping people connect to you, Chantal Cornelius with a lovely British accent. <laughs> Hi, Zarina. Lovely to, lovely to be with you today with Likewise. my British accent. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, Chantal. Um, 20 years of experience is a long time. How has this um, industry, let's call it industry of um, mm -hmm. coaching, consulting developed and what have you discovered in your, in your experience for the past 20 years? Oh, what a fabulous question. It's, it's, it's changed so much. I think the biggest change that I've seen with coaching is that 20 years ago, most people had never heard of coaching. Uh, coaching was what you did if you were an athlete. You had a coach or it was a bus that you drove. <laughs> the concept of life coaching or business coaching, <coughs> oh, excuse me, that, yeah, most, most people had no idea what it was. And I remember working with coaches back then and they they were struggling because people go, well, what is this coaching? Why, why should I do it? So that luckily, the coaches that are good have been educating the world for the last 20 years. And now it's so much more mainstream. I know there are still some people who don't believe in coaching or who don't fully understand it, but it's a it's a massive industry. And it's yeah, it's been really good to see that it's become so much more accepted and so much more so much more essential you know even big organizations are now going yeah we we need our we, we need our staff and our teams to be to be coached if, if we're going to make a difference and, and stand out so that's that's been a huge change yeah I, I actually don't know of any big organization that goes without coaching it's a part of the hr system for mm -hmm. learning and yeah. development yeah, it's, so. it's yeah mm -hmm. yeah it, it's accepted now it's part of it's almost part of the norm and i think it should be i think it's great yeah so back again, or let's delve in, into this question a bit. How has it evolved, uh, the coaching industry, and what coaches need to, to do to stand out? So back in the day, they just needed to be seen and to promote the industry mm -hmm. itself. But now they have to promote themselves in the sea of coaches. Yeah, that, that, is, that is one of the downsides of coaching becoming much more popular and widespread. It's now much more competitive. I remember probably one of the first coaching clients I worked with, when I said to her, what makes you different? What makes you stand out? She said, oh, well, I help my clients get from where they are to where they want to be. And I thought, that's a really nice way of saying it. Problem is, everybody says that now. Right. I help my clients get from where they are to where they want to be. And that there's, there's nothing different there. So I, about seven or eight years ago, I started looking into this in more detail and I started doing some research into what really makes coaches and consultants stand out. And what I kept seeing over and over was that when, when you're selling a service, so not, a, not a, a product or a widget, you're selling yourself, your own time and expertise, mm -hmm. people buy from you because of an emotional, it's actually an, it's an emotional drive. So mm -hmm. people, we, we buy, as human beings, we buy because we want something. So our, our gut will be going, oh, I want, I want to work with that person. The head will then go, ah, well, this is the right person to work with because. 
So it's the it's the emotional drive. And, and the research that I've been doing has shown me that our reputations are based on how the client wants to feel and how they feel after they've done a, a coaching session or a consulting session with them. So that's and and it's it's identifying those emotions, how clients want to feel. I've I've actually come up with five strategies that that I think work really well with coaches and consultants. Mm-hmm. And mostly each coach or consultant will have one of those five strategies. And when they use that, and it's that tapping into the emotions that their clients are going through, that's what makes them really stand out. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to hear about the five strategies. And now my first question, though, was just a step back. Was mm. um, when you were when you were talking about these emotions, you're talking about the projected emotions that the client would like to feel after the sessions, the session, or the emotion that the client is feeling right now. How do you connect to the client? It's what's really important is it's about how the client wants to feel at the end of the coaching session mm-hmm. so a, a client might come to come to you as a coach in a in a bit of a mess or very upset or distressed or, or anxious about whatever it's about how they want to feel at the end of that session you know do they want to feel safe secure do they want to feel inspired and motivated do they want to feel calm and relaxed it, it's about yeah it, it's it's the end bit which makes it easier in some ways to find out what those emotions are because it's 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 literally about saying to clients at the end of the session how do you feel it's not about saying how was that session for you because they might go oh yeah it was great it's about saying how do you feel and then listening to the language because that's when the emotions will come out i feel such and such so yeah it's the it's the end of the end of the session mm-hmm how did you go about your research chantal did you actually research did you, did you observe coaches? How did you go about the research? Oh, lovely question. Lot, lots of different lots of different ways. I I have observed a lot of coaches. I work with a lot of coaches. So I've interviewed loads of them and I've talked to them about how their clients feel at the end of sessions. I've looked, I've talked to them about what works for them from a marketing point of view and what doesn't work. I have run a whole load of, of, of workshops and seminars. I've spoken at events and I gather information from all of those. I have a test that people can take on my website and I, I'm collecting the data from that and analyzing it and looking at what's working, what isn't. Initially, I started out with six strategies and then I realized that one of them doesn't actually apply to very many coaches at all based on the research I was doing. So, so, so I dropped it. Um, I've also based it on the coaching that I've had over the years because I've had coaches for most of the 20 something years I've been in business. So there's there's been some some results from from that as well. And mm. so, yeah, lots of lots and lots of, of information gathering, which I'm now trying to get into book number three. And um, yeah, it's it's it could end up being rather a big book. I've got to work out what really needs to go in that, that's really important for, for people to read and understand. Mm-hmm. So, so where can people, what is the name of your website? Where can people take this uh, questionnaire? The website is chantalcornelius.com, C-H-A-N-T-A-L, and then Cornelius, C-O-R-N-E-L-I-U-S, bit of a mouthful. So chantalcornelius.com. And on the homepage, there's a big button that says, take the test, click that, and you can, you can go and do it, go and do it there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's 
dive into the strategies. Okay. <laughs> the five strategies to stand out. <laughs> five strategies. Okay. So the, the key thing to remember here is that if you're a coach or a consultant, there will be one of these five strategies that will really resonate with you. And it's about how, like I said, it's about how your clients want to feel when they're working with you. So the first one is called is called certainty. And this is about being a safe pair of hands. It's the strategy that I use in my business. I, When I was first doing this research, I had a team of young marketers working with me and they were really keen on social media and videos and SEO and all sorts of clever, funky marketing. So we were pushing this to our clients and saying, you know, you, you really must use some of this, this, this material, some of these marketing tools. And I noticed that the clients were coming back. They, they were quite reticent. They didn't want to buy it. And so I started asking them, like, what do you actually want from us? And they said, we see you as a safe pair of hands. We see you as a consultant who will guide us, tell us exactly what marketing to do, not confuse us with all the modern technology. And that was that was quite a shock for me because I'd been thinking that they wanted growth in their business and were going places, but actually what they wanted was certainty. They want peace of mind. They want somebody to look after them. And, and, and these days, when I say to clients, it's okay, you don't have to be on every single social media platform, just pick two or three to start with. I see them visibly relax. You know, and they, they feel calmer because they know that they don't have to, to, to do all of it. So that's that's certainty. It's about really looking after your clients, holding their hands. Mm -hmm. The second one is connection. This is this doesn't often apply to coaches, but it's about clients will work with you because they want to be connected to the people who you know. Um, I'm based in the UK and I'm part of something called the Professional Speaking Association. And we are a wonderful group of professional speakers. And there are there are associations all over the world that we're involved with. Uh, I've been their marketing director for four years. And when we started marketing, changing the marketing for the PSA, we thought it was about build, bringing new members in and really growing the organization and helping the members to grow. And then one day, one of the members said to me, the reason I stay in the association is because of the people. And it made me realize that connection was really important because I, and it's the same for me. I'm a member of the PSA because I can connect with other speakers. They can, I get this all the time. I get referred for, for, for business. I've traveled out to Portugal and all sorts. I'm going to Canada in a couple of months time because I've been recommended by other people in the association. Mm -hmm. so, as I said, it doesn't doesn't often apply to coaches. It's more for consulting and, and sort of networking organizations. But that that's connection. That's number two. Number three is called contribution. This is about helping your clients to become to become something part of something bigger than than they already are. Charities use this a lot. So charities, rather than just saying donate to us and, and we'll go and help help the world good charities will encourage you to become part of something there's a fabulous charity here in the uk called alzheimer's research and it's one that my partner and i support we, we did a huge walk for them last summer this summer 
we volunteered to go and spend a day on the finish line of one of their sponsored walks. And we were cheering people across the finish line. And these poor people had walked either a half marathon or a whole marathon. And we were we were handing out medals and we were handing out glasses of Prosecco. And it made us feel really good. You know, we got no real benefit from it, but it made us feel good. We were part of the day. And see, seeing the looks on these, these people's faces, they were tired and hot and exhausted. And you give them a medal and you give them a bottle of a, a glass of bubbles and their faces light up. So contribution is about encouraging people to become part of something bigger. It's not so with charities, it's not just about donating money, it's about being part of part of a part of a team. And it can work with coaches and consultants too. That's number three. Number four is called growth. Now, this can be personal growth or it can be professional growth. A lot of coaches will work with clients who want to grow themselves personally, and a lot will want to work with clients who want to, to grow their business. And there's there's a lot of coaches do both. I have a coach who I've worked with for about six years now. Ian is a Paralympic judo medalist. He's amazing. And when I started working with him, I said, Ian, I need to help help with help with growing my business. So that's what we worked on. We we set goals for the growth of my business and we looked at the challenges and he helped me overcome the obstacles. And then some personal stuff started getting in the way. I was having parental issues and marital issues and, and all sorts. And I said to him one day, look, actually, I, I need some help. I need some help with me because if I'm not OK, I can't grow my business. So now Ian and I probably spend more time working on me and my growth than on the growth of the business. The growth of the business happens because my growth happens. You know, sometimes we we, we look at um, the development that I need of improving my speaking skills or my confidence, and, and that then helps the business. So for coaches, growth is, is a, a strategy I see a lot. Sometimes it's personal, sometimes it's professional, sometimes it's both. But that is such growth. And the fifth one is called significance. This is about helping your clients to become to become more impactful, to stand out more, to be to be braver, more confident. I I have a I have a lovely client, Susan, who the strategy she uses is is significance. She works with people all over the world helping them to stand out more to have more impact I, I actually did some coaching with her earlier this year I had I had back surgery six months ago and as a result I wasn't for a while able to run on stage as I normally would and, and be quite as energetic as I, I, I had to stand still Susan taught me how to have impact while standing still it is possible um she messaged me this morning she's she's arranged a new photo shoot and she said to me what should I wear and I said you know that photo of you in that gorgeous bright blue coat I said wear that because it makes her stand out and I and her business is all about helping her clients to have a bigger impact so I said wear the blue coat um, she's actually booked the booked the photo, the photo shoot to be in London, which is there are certain areas that have a really, really cool vibe. So they're going to go to those places. She's going to take the blue coat, 
Um, take some other brightly colored scarves and coats and things so it's not it's not just about what you wear but it's about it's about make, helping clients to, to make an impact so those are the five certainty connection contribution growth and significance thank you very much Chantal I must say I had a completely different expectation of what um the type of coaching you do entails. I actually thought it was more going along the lines of telling your story and talking about the hero's journey, overcoming, and this is how people would relate to you, but it seems to mm. be completely different. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, um, as a part of these five strategies, do people actually tell their stories or or do they just talk about the result for the client? What is What is the best approach? What what works really nicely is what I see a lot is where there's a real connection between what the coach feels and what the client wants to feel. So I am I am very driven by certainty. I like safety and security. I like spreadsheets and structure. And that's what my clients like as well. So if I'm working with a client if there's a client who wants you, if is a client who wants more more growth and significance, there isn't there isn't as much of a of a match there. So it's it, generally where it works is where the client, where the coach has a really good match with the client, and they they understand each other more. So if the coach is saying um, I'm into certainty and the client is as well, what what I think we have to remember though is when we're promoting ourselves as coaches and consultants. We do need to tell our own stories, but actually the hero of the story is not us, it's the client. Mm -hmm. The client is the one you know, I, I I see I see myself as the guide and the client, my clients are the hero of their story, and they're the ones who've got the obstacles to overcome, and I'm there to help them get over them, which I think is how most, yeah, it's how most most coaches work. So we do need to be careful not to put too much focus on ourselves and say oh it's all about me I say this to speakers a lot when they're when professional speakers are on a stage I say to them it's not about you it's about the audience it's about how the audience wants to feel so use stories to take them on a journey and help them understand where to go but then get them thinking about where they are in their story does that make sense absolutely it does but this also means that um, naturally you should choose a topic that is aligned to you to your personality it's not only what you're teaching yeah. but the topic that you're yeah. coaching on should always be aligned to your personality. Mm -hmm. I think I think so, definitely. And I've I've seen I've seen it too often where there's been a mismatch. Where you know it was like with me in the earlier days of my business when my my younger staff the the, the strategy they were pushing for was growth, mm -hmm. but the clients didn't want growth. The clients wanted certainty, and I realized that I didn't really want growth either. I'm much happier with with the much steadier certainty level so that yeah it's much better if you can have a, a good a good match much nicer it makes your marketing much easier too <laughs> yeah i love your insights they absolutely click in my mind and it all makes sense good. Good. when is your third book coming out uh sometime in 2024 it was supposed to come out this year and because of back surgery and, and other hiccups it hasn't but i'm actually really pleased i haven't written it yet because i'm still collecting stories i'm still doing the research and the more I talk about this, the more stories I hear from other people. So it'll be sometime in probably towards the end of 2024. Mm -hmm. what's, 
Mm -hmm. well, what's the evolution of your books? What were the first two and what is the difference now that you're planning for the third one? The first book I wrote is called Magnetic Marketing and it's a workbook. It's a nine-stage marketing planning process that I learned years and years ago and I, 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 I still use it a lot with my clients. It's It takes you through kind of the basics of marketing. So looking at where are you now and what, what makes you different, which is where the research started coming from for these strategies. Uh, we look at what your goals are for the business. We look at uh, who your ideal clients are. And then we look at what marketing you need to do, setting a budget, creating a schedule, that that sort of thing. It's a workbook that I was talking to somebody earlier this morning. He bought the book a couple of months ago. He's worked through it. He had some questions. So I use it to take clients through if I'm doing a full training session with them, but other people buy it and work through it on their own. So that's that. That's the first one. That came out in 2011. I'd started writing a book before that, which is called One in Ten. That was published in, eventually in 2013. But that's about that's everything I learned from the first 10 years of business. So that's ideal for people who are fairly new to business. It's basically here are the mistakes I made and how to avoid them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So so the third book is is it's part of chapter one of magnetic marketing dips into a little bit the strategies and this new book is a whole book all about them going into a lot more detail with a, a lot more a lot more stories around them. So yeah that's where it's going so so you're talking about the third one now mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yep. awesome well it's been lovely chatting to you Chantal thank you very much for for the insights on those five strategies anything that you would like to share in addition maybe share once again your website yeah, um, one one question that a lot of people ask is, how do I find out what my strategy is? And the best thing to do is go to my website, chantalcornelius.com, click the take the test button, because what you'll see there is a list, five lists of words. And these are the emotions and the feelings that I've identified that go with each of the five strategies. Now, they're not in the order that I talked through them earlier. I've mixed them up on purpose because what I don't want is somebody to think, oh, I think certainty is my strategy and go and, and select that. So anyone who wants to, and I'd love for you to do this as well. It'd be really interesting to, to see what results we get for you. Go onto the page, look at the words that are there, and it's about ticking the words that resonate with you, words that, that clients say to you about how they feel after they've worked with you. There are between 15 and 20 words in each column. I suggest you pick between five and 10 in each column. Don't try to pick all of them, but pick the ones that, that really resonate and fill in the form, click submit, and I will then go through that. I, I look at it, I'll go through and I'll send you a report that's personalized that says, this is your strategy. And this is how to use it. Um, and the report will also give you de some more details of, of all of the strategies. The words that are on, so for instance, if if somebody sends me through the, the, the report and I go, okay, certainty is your one, I will tell them which words, which column on that page are the words to use. And then it's about weaving those words, weaving that language into your marketing and sales. Awesome. I'll definitely do it because from, from the... Um, 
expose that you just did on the five strategies, I am oscillating between growth and significance. And I've also realized that I sometimes mm. tend to employ one type of marketing, sometimes a different type, but I'm not quite sure which one is best for me. So I'm definitely okay. going to do that. <laughs> right. Fill in, fill, go go and have a play with it. Take some time to go through it. And then I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll have a look. Quite often, I meet coaches who have growth and significance, but there'll be one that leads more. And that's fine. When you're when you're doing the test as well, think about it. There are some people who run multiple businesses. Focus on one business at a time and one element of the business, mm-hmm. because you may have two completely different services, and you may actually need two different strategies. So focus right. on one. But yeah, send 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 me tick some boxes. Send send it through, and I'll come back and, and let you know. That'd be cool. Good to see. You. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you so much, Chantal. It's been a true pleasure. Everybody head to ChantalCornelius.com, take the test and grow your business. Wonderful. Lovely, lovely to talk to you. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning. And we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.